welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season 8, Episode 10, American Pie. I am one of your masters of seduction, Denali. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm your co-host, Ryan. It, and it's your boy, Daddy Duncan, JCB. Welcome, oh, th- thank you, thanks, sorry, JCB. Uh, welcome okay. to the Art of Seduction podcast. I got a little premature there, Jace, my bad. Uh, where we're going to be talking about the art of seductions. We are seduction experts. Uh, first piece of advice, start a podcast. They love that. Start a podcast. Jace, you got a piece of advice for our audience. Yeah, start the podcast and then only talk about the podcast. Only talk about the podcast. If you let them talk, that you lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, you got a piece of advice for our audience. Yeah, uh, take up gardening. Take, uh... Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, what's uh, what? What are you gardening? Like you, uh, you meet a you meet a lot of people at the gardening stores. Well, r- Ryan, let's let's maybe like let's talk this about this. Isn't some, a like, kink episode, brother? Yeah, listen, this isn't a let's let's talk about things that'll seduce uh, and artist seduction yeah, the, type of stuff, yeah. like starting a podcast, lifting weights, perhaps not letting others talk. Yeah. Is there anything advice of that nature you can advise? Yeah, uh, really, like get good. At like transplanting plants, to grafting, uh, grafting, grafting is a big one. Grafting's not like a level one. Okay, thing. right. Listen, um, how about let's try things like all meat diets, all steak oh, diets. Oh, right. Okay. Not shitting for days okay, because so of your all steak diet. Food, food stuff. Okay. Yeah, food stuff. Okay, let's try it. Uh, there's good sale on fruit trees at Home Depot. I saw. Grow your own plants okay. so that you can have salad with your steak. Sal with your steak. Okay. I like this. I'm getting seduced, Ryan. This is really good. Own a lake Welcome house. To our- oh. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Uh, Daddy Duncan would have been just a good name Daddy, to end at. You're right. That's, that's You're right. I shouldn't have kept going. God damn it. There's a delay on our fucking podcast. Folks at home, we talk over each other's jokes. We do funny bits like this on our podcast. Ryan, I mean, this was your pick. Do you want to introduce what we do here? Oh, yeah. They told me I was, I was, I was going to do that. Um, yeah. I was envisioning that was like halfway through the episode for some reason. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot further along. But <laughs> the People uh, need to know, I think, sooner. <laughs> and it's funny that you explained what you wanted out of me. And, yeah, um, it's still. okay. So we're a marathon podcast. We watch movies. <gasps> we're a marathon podcast. <laughs> we, watch, we watch a bunch of movies in a row. Of the same <laughs> subject or actor, and we 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 see how they match up to the purported theme. So this season we're doing nothing but Sean William Scott movies. One of your favorite beep, character beep, beep, beep. actors that you don't know, uh, or maybe you do and you just don't realize it. So this week we watched American Pie, closing it out. Movie number ten with kind of ironically uh, his most famous movie. And it's the movie that keeps popping up and all the trivia and all the, oh, hey, that guy from American Pie, uh, facts about him. So, yeah, we're going to see if this is maybe a worthy intro to Sean William Scott. Or maybe he should have picked a different role for himself, you know, to break onto the scene with. Yeah, folks, we had to do this thing, all right? It's our, our duties as a podcast led us to do this. And it wasn't because Ryan wanted to see American Pie super bad. Let's not slander his character. Right. And it sounds like you're saying that ironically, but I, that's... It's, but, it is. But that's we should, no, that is like... <laughs> if you watched the previous episode, we talk about why we chose this movie. And it's reluctantly, 
We are reluctantly watching this movie, uh, knowing take how that bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. Oh, he's gonna take it back. We got yeah. a, we got a new we got a fan of the series. I think we're not I, gonna we're, I think we're not gonna review it. Hmm. You might find a receptive. Eventually, you might you might find a receptive audience for yeah. that argument. Hmm. Do you want to save it, Chase? Or I, I, oh, okay. Yeah. No review review base. Okay. No, but no, okay. I do finally now understand why people view him as Stifler because I, and again not review based, but the volume was a bit higher than I was expecting. Same. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I, 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 that's I one of my yeah. notes. Yeah. And this is also Sean's first movie, his first feature film debut. Um, have you guys done a little homework on like his previous roles? Have you guys seen of any no. any Sean's? Uh, commercial work or music video work it was, was he no, a yeah. buff dancer in like a boy band because he, <laughs> he comes was, into this movie yeah. looking like a 25 year old on trend like hey what's up guys <laughs> everyone in this movie was at least 30 i think in, in high school uh sean was in an aerosmith music video he plays like a school bully it is terrible not because of sean the music video is fucking terrible. I advise people to look it up whenever you have a, a chance. It's one of those cheesy 90s videos. What song? I don't re- You can type in Aerosmith, Sean William Scott. It's going to be like the first result. Imagine it's not. Imagine there's like a... There's <laughs> <laughs> like six videos. Articles. Okay. Okay. The, uh, the video is called Before They Were Stars. Aerosmith is my least favorite dad rock band. I think I've said that on the podcast before. Multiple times. You've um, gone on about it. Even yeah. when they're not relevant to the I movie. do not like Aerosmith. And he is in this music video. He was also in a Sunny D commercial. And they were also great. But guys, I since it's episode 10, I realized we haven't really brushed up on our Sean William Scott knowledge. We've talked a lot about his work in these movies. But I mm. realized we don't know a whole lot about this guy. I mean, have you guys done any research under the hood and try to find out who he is, and that's okay if not. Only his tattoos, because well, it's kind of cool, kind of kind of cool tats. Yeah, but folks, I have I have a Sean William Scott quiz uh, ready for you. Oh, two. finally! It's been a while since a it's, quiz. It's been a while. Because uh, I, I realized, him. yeah. Well, listen, Ryan. I mean, you were kind of ahead for a while, but Jace had a hot streak uh, during There's our Anne Hathaway a a season. And Jace, I think you're in the lead now with over a trillion points, I think, uh, during our last quiz that we did. Ryan, let's see if you can make a comeback. But for now, did, dun, did uh, Kaimi give me give me all his points? I know he got a lot of points. I think. Oh, that's right. I, I think uh, I think he tried to, but didn't Ryan win that one with when Kaimi came by? I think I Ryan think won, won by one, one point. But <laughs> then, because uh, that one was rather fair, I think it might have been Ryan Ball that was trying to give you all his points. That makes sense. That was the one where you won one million and one to one million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is our Sean William Scott special. Contestants, we're going to use, do you guys want to go buzzer-based or turn-based? Um, turn. I like the idea of buzzer-based. Okay. All right. Buzzer based, Jace, you won the last one. <laughs> so it's it's it, then it would be your, you'd have to give an answer in a certain amount of time. Oh, are you giving multiple choice though? This is going to be multiple choice. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. And here's here's another rule. If you buzz before I get through the first answer, before I get through A, uh, you get double points. Before you get through it, what if we understand that it's A? So okay, okay. Are, are, are before, okay. All right, all right. If if by this time I finish the question and I haven't said any of the answers, you buzz, you get double points. That's what I like. It's, this it's, is okay. the, this right. is what I lobbied for. All right, and we okay, got it. okay. You know what podcast audio listeners love? Yes, rules. in detailed rural <laughs> explanations. <laughs> it's our, it's our only strength. Okay, question one for our Sean William Scott quiz, uh, folks. He's an actor. You should check out his movies. Um, before, uh, buzz, true. 
That's yeah, it's, <laughs> right. Is that is that your answer? Buzz, Before... he was wrong. A true. <laughs> is this is this oh. like a? It's a Jeopardy? fucking. Just let me say the goddamn <clears throat> question. You'll figure out what the format is. Before getting his first movie gig in American Pie, where did Sean William Scott work for his day job? A, a fishing boat. B, build a bear workshop. C, a Burger King. Or D, Home Depot. Buzz. Uh, Ryan. I, I want fishing boat. Buzz. <laughs> or do I just get the answer? <laughs> I don't think you have the buzz now. <laughs> C, Burger uh, King. A Burger King. Yeah, um, you are both incorrect. Uh, this buzz. Is, you can't you can't rebuzz. You you just Home Depot. lost. Buzz you buzz. Lost. <laughs> a. It's it was Home Depot. Uh, you both get no points. Why can't we rebuzz? You can't rebuzz. Is that on his I LinkedIn? Deci- I decided that. It like, is on his LinkedIn. Um, That's where I learned it. He was also as a little uh, kind of little little extra thing. He worked at the LA Zoo for a while and he was the churro guy and uh, he said he decided to quit because one of the apes threw a pine cone at him and he saw it as a sign. <laughs> huh. Wow. And uh, he got American Pie right after he quit, which is uh, amazing. So folks, if an ape throws a pine cone at your head, maybe hmm. it's time to quit the zoo. Uh, question two, where was Sean William Scott born? Buzz? Ryan? How detailed do you need? Uh, you don't have to say the city. Michigan. Jace, do you want to answer? Or you want to wait till the question? So so, so I say them. them. You can go. I think he's going to get double points. Uh, Ryan, that's incorrect. What? A, the great state of Minnesota. B, the less great state of Ohio. Uh, C, Toronto, Ontario. Or D, Vancouver, BC. A. Jace, you get one point. Minnesota. Minnesota. I knew it was M.I. Fuck yeah. I knew it was (laughs) M.I. You hear it in his voice. Oh, he's like a youper. He's in Minnesota, though. No, that's Michigan. Boy, that is... Oh, shit. See, I don't... <laughs> we could cut that part out. Oh, and this then... movie was in Michigan. That's maybe what I was at. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Jace has one point. Uh, this next question is worth 30 points, and it is a true or false. True or false, Sean did not have his first relationship until he was 30 years old. Buzz? True? <laughs> okay. Wait, does he get, does he get hey? double points because... <laughs> You didn't read the possible answers. If yet? he if he gets it right, if he gets it right, he gets double. <laughs> Ryan, do you want to answer? Um, which one's A and which one's B? <laughs> Did he? I said you can answer true or false. It's okay. I'll answer false. Okay, uh, Jace, you do get uh, sixty points here. God dang it! <laughs> These rules. He did not have his first relationship until he was 30 years old. He often stated that he is the polar opposite of the loudmouth, free-spirited characters he usually plays, and uh, he usually bases those characters off his classmates. So he's just going around town banging. He's not. <laughs> That's what that means. No, no, Sean. Sean's a reserved guy. Let's not drag his character. Nothing wrong with going around town banging, though. Uh, four, when asked, Sean's mother said he was named after whom? A, actor Sean Penn. Sean Legend. B. John, John Legend. Famous singer Sean Legend. <laughs> Cousin. <laughs> B. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. C. Uh, Sean Cassidy, the actor slash singer from the seventies. Uh, D. Astronaut Sean Davids. Buzz. I right. want uh, Sean Connery. B. Jace. Uh, Buzz. I'll take C. Uh, Ryan, you do get that one. Woo! Sean Connery. Ryan one has one point. one point. Jace is 60. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. I forgot to give that one a point value. Uh, it defaults to one. <laughs> Jace, has, Jace has like 62, I think, actually, right? Okay, okay. 61. Um, okay, I should start evening this out. Uh, this next one, 70 points, all right? Mm. 
Okay, question five for 70 points. All right, just think really hard here. Okay. Sean considers which movie to be the worst he has ever done. Buzz. Fuck. Okay, Ryan, this is a big Hail Mary. It's got to be Stark Raving Mad. Jace, do you want to answer? Wait, wait, wait. Or do you want to wait for the question? No, 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 no. Wait, just, I need need a second to think. (laughs) Oh. Um, I think that's a bad answer. No. Does he get double points? If I answer right now, I get double points. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He um, does right now. And if he gets it right, 140 points. That's a lot. That's a huge lead. Ah, go ahead and read him. I'll read him. I'll read him. Okay. I won't um, go for the double because I don't think. Right. I'll let you, I'll let you answer. I'll let you answer for for, for these for half. So you so you're telling me it's not. So he got a man. potential for double points. Okay. But then he all right. Get fine, fine. Okay. Fine. Fine. He he gets for half points. He can he can answer this one. All right. For 30 for 35 points. But Is I get to answer Ryan? first because he buzzed yeah, you already. Answer first. You get, you, you get answer Gosh, first. Gosh. Um, all these rules. Where are these the, written? He gets to double. Down. Well, you you gave away you your chance to answer the question when you buzzed in and answered. Start craving math. A. American Pie, B, The Dukes of Hazard, C, The Rundown, D, Stark Raving Mad. Oh fuck. Um, I actually think I'm I'm gonna go with A. Okay. Um, Ryan, do you want to answer? It's I I I'm gonna put all my eggs in one basket and get 105 points if I get Stark Raving Mad. Uh, you're both incorrect. The Dukes of Hazard is what he considers oh, the worst movie he's wow. ever done. I've seen that one a couple times. Um, That's weird. I thought it was going to be like, yeah. dude, where's my car? I, yeah, I, I did too. I yeah. thought Final Destination. I think I was thinking that because he mm-hmm. didn't, you know, he got kind of edited out of it. I could see that, but like his worst movie, I think. And then also, mm. he also says Mr. Woodcock is the other worst movie he's ever made. Uh, uh, thankfully, two movies we've never seen. Somehow, Stark Raving Mad didn't make the cut. Maybe he just didn't even want to mention that one and have people look it up. He probably forgot about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. If you don't have to do uh, okay. a press tour for a movie, do you really ever yeah. think about it again? <laughs> okay, you have, we have two more questions. I'm going to start weighting these a little harder. Give Ryan a little bit of a chance. This is worth 100 points, all right? Wow. Sean William Scott won the role of Carr with a K in Bulletproof Monk, after which well-known actor dropped out. You guys should play this safe. Hmm. A, Ashton Kutcher. B, Heath Ledger. C, Topher Grace. Or D, Freddie Prince Jr. Buzz. Buzz. I think that was Ryan. That was really I want, close. I think that I was want Ryan. Heath Ledger. Okay, Jace. Buzz D. Buzz. Freddie Prince Jr. Buzz, 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 buzz. Yes, yes. What? D. <laughs> I, you I'm can't. Just, I'm gonna the lock more you in press D. it, it's not gonna. It's not, <laughs> I'm on 500 points if it's D. Okay. Uh, it's it, it is Heath Ledger. Ryan, you are correct. Uh, which is surprising. Heath Ledger uh, dropped out, which was a great decision by him. Because he made um, uh, Knight's Tale around that time, and it's like pretty physical. Oh, it's a great fucking movie. Hmm. Great fucking movie. Uh, who's who's in the lead now? Is it is it Ryan? I now have a hundred points. I I have a hundred and two or something. Uh, Ryan, you have a hundred and two. Jace has sixty two. Sixty one. I, I don't think 61. I've gotten a point since I got my one and then my sixty. Okay. All right. Well, this to make it fair, this last one is worth ten million points. Sean William Scott signs his autographs as what? A, <laughs> a human. Uh, never mind. No. When he signs his autographs, is it A, Kaka, Sean William Scott, B, Looking Good, Sean William Scott, C, God Bless, Sean William Scott, or D, Hope It Was Worth It, Sean William Scott. Uh, I want to. I want to buzz in. Yeah. I I have to go for Kaka. I have okay. to because I've been I've been the Kaka ambassador. You have the whole you season. Have. 
He, it is listed as his catchphrase in IMDb. Uh, Jace, do you want to do you want to answer? I wanted that one too. What are the other ones? It's probably God bless, dude. Kaka, looking good. God bless. Hope it was worth it. You think he's a man of the cloth? Mm, I'm gonna go with B. I guess. Looking good. Yeah. The correct answer is God bless, John William Scott. Uh, Ryan, by by default, I, I gotta give it to you. <laughs> I don't know. By default, I won by forty points. <laughs> I don't I should I should run this back on the edit and figure out who answered more correct questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know cuz I don't know. Uh but listen, I don't make the rules. Ryan, you won. Congratulations. Uh well play. This is your season. I will say you had probably a little bit of an advantage. But yeah, I uh, hope you hope you guys at home learned something about Sean William Scott today. God bless was not the one I expected him yeah, to write. Yeah, totally. I mean, no, it's a nice it's, it's, it's a the, nice it's thing to favorite. say. It's yeah, it, it it's is. It's the favorite of people. You don't offend anybody. And yeah. some people would be offended if you didn't write it. So like, right, right. Um, do you guys do you guys want to get into this? Are you guys ready to get into this? I think so. To this, yeah, movie? I don't have a lot to talk about. We just recorded two days ago. I'm pretty <laughs> tired. Hey, listen, no peaks under the hood. All right. I already Our told Kaimi what we were doing. We should have brought Kaimi back for this episode. He did yeah, say he watched. He's just it. chilling at home recently he's doing he's been he's done nothing with his life since his la- last the last episode no i mean i just did a discord call with him half hour ago and he was just <laughs> sitting at home he's up doing nothing <laughs> nothing's happening i'm not commenting on how thrilling his life is or not kaimi <laughs> you're welcome back on when we review american pie 2 for our sh- second sean william scott season after next day to the podcast um ryan you got the synopsis doc you, you want to just you just want to hit it yeah I don't know why I did that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to point out before I, I'm on the IMDb page. Okay. And it's number 267 on IMDb right now. Okay. Is that high or low? That's really, I thought that would be really high. It, what, is, is it ranking? It's it like 24 rankings? years old. Like popularity. Oh, popular, like how popular hmm. it is? How recently viewed and stuff. Huh. You know? We are looking at 24 years since yeah, it came out. That's weird. Okay, anyways, this week we watched 1999's American Pie. It's kind of a ensemble movie where you have a large number of characters and they all kind of have intermingled plot lines. And that's because they're all high school students and they are, well, the main character is all male. And they're um, <laughs> not like... Jace, yeah, stop that. Jace, <laughs> Alluding, uh, they're not, let's say, like super popular, but they're not like total, you know, outcasts. And after a party one night uh, at Stifler's house, which is our man Sean William Scott, the cool guy, uh, the the four four of the main characters make a pact that they have to lose their virginity by prom night at the end of this year, which is their senior year before they go to college. And our main character is Jim. He's played by Jason Biggs. And there's a few other guys that I don't really recognize. And then Sean William Scott plays the, I wouldn't say villain, but the antagonist of this movie in a lot of ways. And uh, it's good. I guess uh, we'll get into that. Is it good? I don't know. (laughs) I I think starting this movie out with a scene where a high school boy is attempting (laughs) to watch a Skinamax film and they filmed it, and I'm bone smuggling. It's one of the first lines. It's just like, I was like, there's going to have to be some really fucked up troubling content in this movie for me to hate it. 
this is our first movie that starts with jerking off since end of evangelion which is uh which is great it's been a while since we had a jerk off intro wow um but before we get into that i do want to get into the box office game with you guys um because this movie was a runaway hit budget was 11 million dollars which is a pretty small budget movie even for a comedy this thing grossed 235 million dollars over its run just an insane success um this was marketed as a total underdog when it came out it's debuted number one that weekend uh for july 9th 1999 can you guys guess number two that weekend this was an action comedy we've mentioned this briefly on the show what month sorry what month july this is summer 1999 you're gonna see a lot of bangers on here deep impact not deep impact um independence action day comedy you're getting closer jace that, that was gonna be one of my that's a good you're one. getting you're getting closer to a certain actor's hot streak i'll give you a hint and this may be too big of a hint there was a certain music video at the end of this movie it was a themed music video what what there's a themed music video <laughs> at the end of this movie was it, was it jurassic park it was not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Dinosaurs Jurassic right Park? The sky. <laughs> when they have the Velociraptors Hole. playing, no. you know, guitar. Yeah. They're, they're... Holes has a music video at the end of it. <laughs> it's not Holes. Yeah, so did every movie from 1998 okay. to 2008. Okay. It's a themed um, music video that stars one of the main stars of this movie in a singing role like he sings the whole song wild wild west that's correct jace wild wild west one is the stars uh, of this movie rough riders no you don't want nada six gun in this brother running this buffalo who soldier knocking like i told you <laughs> who, who it doesn't this movie is in american what? pot or is in wild wild west no i said we've talked about this this person jace you said, said a um, main person from this movie no no, no i said independence today from Independence oh. Day. Oh, it was Will Smith. Yeah, Will in Smith. Wild he's on Wild a hot West. streak. Wild, 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 Wild West. Yeah, because uh, he oh, was he is... was doing music at the time too, and it was hitting. Yeah, like Miami. And it was. I listened it, to that song amazing. last night. So, you know, there's that. As a side, Miami is one of the songs that uh, when I was doing physical therapy after my brain injury, um, I had to walk in a line and then like bounce these balls. And uh, my PT teacher had me like read the lyrics to Miami out loud in front of the whole PT area. And uh, after I finished it. There was like 20 people in there. They all clapped. And really Miami amazing. is the place where I come let go. <laughs> I was literally reading it like that, and it was like vestibular exercises, <laughs> so I was really nauseous. So I was like, uh, Miami, uh, viva la Miami. Uh. Anyways, number three in the box office. This is a certain Adam Sandler comedy, 1999. Um, Billy Madison. Not Billy Madison. Happy Gilmore. It's not Happy Gilmore. I, I used to get this one mixed up with uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. What? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? That's the sequel. That's the the sequel to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. You used to get this movie confused yeah. with Honey I Blew Up the Kids. Yes, yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, it's an Adam Sandler comedy. Big Daddy. Cole Sprouse is in it. Yes, it's Big Daddy. It's Big Daddy. I used to think this I was don't about know a why daddy. You would who... get that confused okay. with Honey I Blew Up the Kids because they both have to do with the word big, like getting big. <laughs> I saw the cover and I think it was about him literally being huge, and I didn't. I've never seen it. Oh. I don't think it's about that, right? Like, okay. Last one, number four. This is another huge one. This is a Disney movie that blew up that year. I don't know. Lion King. It's not Lion King. 99. Lion King was like 93. I don't know. Tarzan? Tarzan. Jace, you got it. Let's uh, just Jace, be clear. This was a quiz. I'm kicking yeah. Ryan's ass right now. Jace has been dominating the box office game the last couple episodes. Um, I've been editing. I'm realizing he's he's been on a weird streak. 
Just saying. It is Watch very strange. <laughs> it's really we're weird. watching it's weird shit movies. We're not watching like <laughs> ones that I actually know anything about. Uh, let's be clear wow. too. That yeah. lineup. Can you imagine? I don't think we could have a imagine streak that, of that yeah. many good movies in the theater. Yeah. In a year. In and in, in well, the future. Right now. If I could run through some of the other movies that are on here, uh, you got The Matrix, The Mummy, Austin Powers, Sh- Spy Who Shagged Me, South Park, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> what? <laughs> Was this 1999 the greatest, movie, greatest yeah. year in movie history? I think it is. It's so... October Sky, which is another just great oh, movie. Oh, wow. what These were all summer of 1999? Yeah, this is I'm the greatest pitching that as a, I'm pitching as a theme. <laughs> Five-year-old us were... Uh, we were eating spoiled. good. Yeah, eating good. And uh, also, tea, uh, tea with Mussolini came out. It's on this. It's okay. number 15. Right, when we rent, we, we share an Amazon account to rent this. Don't sue us, Jeff Bezos. I realize you rented the unrated version again. I don't think the there's, only there's not an option to rate the regular one. I just picked one. the movie, man. And then Let's... there was a big screen. And it was like, warning, this movie has been edited to add stuff that wasn't. Like, it's <laughs> oh, the opposite of the normal editing yeah. screen. And there's like certain things they add. I like looked up what they added. Obviously, like the nude seeds are longer, but like this is the one where they actually show like the jizz in the beer. Like they actually had a longer cut. They couldn't show it in the rated oh, R version. Oh my not. god! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Can we? I had yeah. to no, pause. I don't. I, don't, I had to I pause don't the movie. It's not going to be visceral for me right now because okay, I'm no, not yeah, seeing yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yes. Yes. For the people who haven't watched this movie, there's a yes. lot of sexual. Two people are getting it on at a party. Guy just is in a cup, and he yeah. leaves it there. And the Nothing next, wrong with that. And the next five minutes are just like you're waiting for the payoff of there being <laughs> semen in a cup, and they just keep making <laughs> because, it take longer and longer. Swiss is holding the cup. Yeah. Yes. And not and he like and passes not it, and then passes, passes it back. Passes it back. Passes <laughs> it back. Wait, doesn't drink it, and you're just like every time it gets close to somebody's mouth, I'm like. Hurr. And he, he drinks it. I had to fucking. I had to pause. I almost threw up on my couch. I had to pause. I had to look away from the screen. I'd be like, oh, oh, it's okay. And then I pushed play again. And I was like, ah. It was such a good bit because, like, they keep faking you out and it keeps building. And then finally he says one last thing where he's just like, let's do this. And he just slams it so hard. And as the audience, it's so yeah, it's it's really good. I heard it was egg whites that they used in the scene uh, to make it look like that. Which it was, was so really yellow great. in the bottom. So <laughs> <laughs> this movie was originally NC seventeen. I don't know if you guys saw. They had to take a bunch of stuff out, uh, including for that scene, because one of the things they say is, "Hey Stifler, how's the pale ale after he slams it?" And originally they said, "Hey Stifler, how's the man chowder?" And they had to cut that line out. <laughs> <laughs> the other no, thing that w- I'll, I'll, yeah go yeah. ahead oh, okay i was just gonna say the other thing they, they, had a, they had a couple <laughs> things they cut out here um but the other thing that they had to cut out to make it not nc-17 was the pie scene apparently in the original cut jim did four thrusts into the pastry which was too many for an r and they had to settle on two thrusts they had to like actually bark him down as so he can thrust the pie twice on camera I do want to get into the pie scene because that's like the that's the most famous scene from this movie. That's American Pie, the pie the t- scene. Yeah, the title. Everybody knows. Everybody knows about. It. I knew about it even though I hadn't seen the movie. But like, yeah. going based on the first gross scene, which is the scene that we just described, I thought this movie was going to be way more like gross humor. And 
really, it was kind of only that scene and the pie scene. Yeah, I mean, I think compared to later, you know, like sex comedies, I think right. this this kind of, you know, started the foray and then they, mm-hmm. people tried to see like one up each other later. Uh, but you're right, Ryan, like they don't go too far into gross out territory. It's more about like what they're saying as opposed to like what they're doing or what you see on camera. Right. right. And like this movie was originally called, it was like what East Eastern high or something like they, yeah, they didn't kind of settle. like a fast times at Ridgemont high sort of vibe. Yeah. And I think the screenwriter, Adam Hers titled it untitled teenage sex comedy that can be made for under 10 million, which studio readers will likely hate, but I think you will love. He had that whole title when he pitched this script. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, 10 million to fuck. Yeah. Huh. Let's fucking make it, man. Let's... Um, which yeah. is kind of funny because one of the spoofs of this movie is literally called not another teen movie. Oh, sh- was that the, was that a direct spoof of American Pie? I've never it's seen American it. Pie and other ones too, where like teenage high school movies where the main character it's kind of a Ten Things I Hate About You, where the main character right. is like paid money to go out with a nerd or something. Gotcha. But this movie, I mean, I guess the main character is Jason Biggs' character, pretty much. Yeah, which, I guess. even though he doesn't have a lot of screen time, which I didn't really remember. But that opening scene, yeah. I was gonna say they do a lot of service to every one of the characters like they do we're yeah. getting for a, for a sex comedy and i think one of the things that might have made this successful is that they're like listen we're gonna pack a lot of character development into this shit even <laughs> even if it's weird yeah because he, he's introduced as like a kid who's like overly horny and then he, you have these these parents characters who i think were playing this role so well they play it so straight and eugene levy who i heard like improvised a bunch where he's like oh what you got there jimmy like he, the way he says all these lines like every scene with him i just love and just how supportive he was too as a dad like yeah he was, he's he's a he's yeah. a bro <laughs> that, that dude is a fault like, yeah how he his main goal is to make his son not feel so awkward he never like sex shames his his son he just he's like listen you're gonna do it safely he even buys him like porno mags and is like clinically explaining the content which was just like <laughs> he's like this isn't say, easy you know i'm i'm just trying <laughs> to get through this <laughs> And I think there was one other scene where he's waiting outside of Jim's room, like literally waiting for him to come out. And he comes out. He's like, oh, hey, hey Jim, just uh, looking at the family portrait here. And uh, listen, Jim, <laughs> he just says this talk. That was the one. He's like, listen, your uncle, he was spanking it five to six times a day. <laughs> and the whole point of the conversation is he's like, you actually want to like have a partner, right? <laughs> Yeah, he played like concerned yet helpful father, I think, so well in this movie. That was like my intro to Eugene Levy, I think, with this movie. Um, you also have, of course, the Stiffmeister in this movie. You have Sean William Scott. What was your guys' impression when he when he came on the screen? I thought he was going to be worse. I thought it was going to be a, you know, kind of pull your pants down in front of other people kind of villain. Or I'm going to Mr. like, quote unquote, steal your girl kind of right. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, he only did a couple things that were like really bad, but he was almost part of the tr- the group. Yeah, yeah he, he was kind he of was the like, asshole friend that you tolerate. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, which is which was interesting. It was kind of like actually more realistic than a lot of movies that portray everybody in a friend group as you know ride or die friends till the end type of friends. Like, mm-hmm. you have members that are kind of floating between friends friend groups all the time, and that's what he did. And I was really not expecting that. Yeah, I agree. Like, 
I think they brought like the high school dynamics kind of in an accurate way. I don't know if I believed like all of the performances in this movie, but just the writing and the dynamics between the friends. Like I was like, okay, I think a lot of people can see themselves uh, in this movie if you, if you were in a high school <laughs> situation. Uh, like Sean's or Stifler's opening line is, yo, you coming to the party tonight, Ozzy, you fuck face. <laughs> yeah. He just grabs it. And he, he, like the way he yells it with his like spiked hair and his like sweater vest thing. Um, I think it's such a big opening and it kind of sets the tone, I think, for the rest of his career where he's just coming in so loud, so 100% in his scenes. It's like he's doing push-ups before every fucking scene and he comes in and he just screams his lines. Um, yeah, I also like how quickly they would... It, it felt... The movie felt organically evolving and that they would start making fun of people for doing things and then that would turn into like a nickname. Right. Like he kept calling Finch a shit break <laughs> because he started like running home when he had a period off or something to use the bathroom. instead of 16 minute the, round trip. <laughs> yeah. Instead of using the school bathroom. And I was like, whoa, other people feel like that too? Like if I'm at yeah. work and I have to go to the bathroom, I'll just take half a vacation day and Fuck go yeah. home. <laughs> Screw shitting in public toilets. Look, look you got to do what you got to do, but nobody likes that. And I'm glad we had someone representing that <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, no, for real. And then like, but to turn that into a kind of a minor plot point too was, I thought, really clever. They didn't just make this joke and then go on to the next character. That was yeah. a recurring thing. And it ended up being really like integral to his, that character's overall plot line. Yeah. Uh, Stifler, or Sean William Scott, he got paid $8,000 for his role as Stifler, for his first role. Wow. That's not bad. I did the numbers. It's about fifteen grand uh, in today's dollars. Not What's a bad it's, paycheck. What yeah. is it in dollars per second of movie time, you know? You know, I don't I don't actually know, but like, you know, like days are to, long. I tried yeah. to look up how much airtime he had in this, and I couldn't find anything. People didn't yeah. understand what it was. Honestly, like, he was in here a lot more than I expected, like Jace said. A lot of the side characters, like uh, like Ozzy's character, had a lot of screen time. You can almost say, like, he was he had, like, a larger arc than than uh, Jason Biggs' character. They were, I was pleasantly surprised, and I think now might be the time. As One, yeah. I think two things. I wasn't expecting okay. lacrosse to be in this. And my brother plays lacrosse in college. Oh, And yeah. seeing Oz with his haircut and be like, that's my brother's haircut. I was like, <laughs> we've come full circle. Holy oh shit. We're, we're literally yeah. full circle. But for this movie, for what it is, for me to come in and have... Oz is the character at the first party who is with a college girl and his line to her at make out point was (laughs) you can bleep this or we can leave it is me beautiful and she's like what did you just (laughs) say and he's like beautiful and she's like listen you got a lot to learn dude you need to listen to women and that's in the first like 10 minutes of the movie and he takes it to heart and he like you think that he's like doing a bit and I thought the whole movie he was gonna end. He was yeah. gonna be like, ah! but he like, right, right. He joins the choir, like a like a choir group type thing, and it's a re- initially like this is untapped resources. Look, there are women here. He finds a new hobby that he loves. He finds yeah. like a girl that he cares about, and he skips his final lacrosse game of the season to go sing <laughs> as a duo partner with her. And it was just like I was like, huh, I, I hmm. Huh. A lot of character growth. Yeah. A surprising yeah. amount of not only character depth, but character growth by everybody. Yeah. Ozzy's arc is a nice antidote to like that weird incel pact they made in the beginning of the movie yeah. where they're like, we're all going to get laid by the end of the year. And you're just like, oh, God, Jesus Christ. And 
like Ozzy's whole arc, like Jay said, he's taking up hobbies. He's finding interest in his life. He's learning to communicate. And then at the end, he doesn't even like fulfill the quote unquote pact. He just doesn't even really care. I think, he's they like, do. Guys, I think it's implied. Think, they were taking clothes say, off each other on the dock. Didn't he say he didn't do it? He oh, said really? it. He said at some point they never did the whole thing. And he's about to say, oh. but he doesn't care. Yeah. I missed that. And even even Jim's character at the end was like, guys, like what why are we putting this weird pressure on ourselves to do this? Like maybe this isn't like a good way to approach Can we things? talk about what <laughs> I thought was the best character in this movie was Allison Hannigan's character. This girl Michelle, who's yeah. shut out of all the parties and stuff because she's in band. Okay. And she's a nerd. Nobody wants she's Stifler doesn't even let her into the party at the beginning of the movie. And then throughout the movie eventually uh jim the main character strikes out with so many women that he ends up uh like asking her to prom the one that the girl that nobody else wants to go to prom with and throughout the rest of the movie she's annoying the shit out of him by always talking about all the cool things they do at band camp it's like the the repeat it's oh this one time at band camp oh this one time at band camp and tells these like really boring stories and then we get to the end of the movie where he's trying to fulfill the pack with his date at Stillford's party. Stillford's also going to throw a party after prom. And that's when everybody's going to try and steal, seal the deal. And it turns out the whole movie, she's been playing him. And she is like super experienced and, and wanted to get laid and picked him because she knew it was a sure thing. And so right. she's been acting innocent. And really at band camp, like all those stories would have been super, super raunchy if she actually told the truth. Right. That I reveal. thought that was hilarious. Because, like, her and actually Tara Reed's character, like, showed a very healthy way, I thought, like, a gender-balanced way of approaching this movie. And that was so unexpected that we'd have two female characters who are, we have one who's, like, you know, playing right the young men and then we have one who's like in a committed relationship who's trying to take things slowly and 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 all that kind of stuff and looking for love and that was really cool yeah i think it was like at least a good faith attempt just to try to like remedy some of this toxicity like for 1999 i think this was pretty progressive i agree Um, of course like we'd have to caveat like we're three guys talking about you know, gender stuff. So we're, we're going to be a little like, I don't, well, it's not, it's okay, not, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of problems in this movie. There's right. Yeah. Yeah. Parts, potentially like one extreme for problem. Sure, and I don't sure. think it yeah, makes yeah. up for it. I probably wouldn't recommend people watch this movie. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. I you know, thought her character, Alison Hannigan's character was hilarious when she was like, mm-hmm. they're finally like, you know, fooling around at the party mm-hmm. and she holds him down and says, say my name, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Her like flip in there. <laughs> was good yeah but like what, what i was saying it's like we're gonna be talking about like obviously like sexual dynamics and gender dynamics like we're only like one part of that puzzle you know we're just like three cis straight dudes like we're gonna not yeah. nail all of this oh no so, yeah like it, but like totally right i had this similar uh reaction to this i was like oh this this movie isn't quite as toxic as i remembered even if it did have problems, but I'm like, they, there was at least an attempt here <laughs> made to, to like, I think try to show young men who are going to watch this movie. Like, this is how you have healthier relationships and maybe having this like get laid mindset maybe isn't like super good. <laughs> I did not expect that to be the theme, like yeah. that to be the underlying lesson. I, I thought it was going to be more of like a, oh yeah, awesome. Let's make a bunch of these movies over and over and over because this is hilarious. Right. 
a lot of the movie, I think in the first half, I was like, this is like incel the movie. Because yeah. so much of it is, this is this is the tactics you use. This is how you like fucking trick people. And I was like, oh, no, 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 Jesus, please, no. And I think each of the characters, even Kev, who has like a weird relationship with his girlfriend where he's still like trying to push her to have sex, um, I think each of them individually start finding out that like that's not the way to go, at least to me, uh, it seems that way. And I thought that was kind of refreshing. And by, and by the end, I wasn't as icked as I expected to be. Do you guys think we would have had the same takeaway if we watched this in high school? I think we were doing essentially what they were doing. Every, right. yeah, every like, high school boy is like, sex, 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 sex. I like, agree, some, do, there's do some think... funny things that people aren't, well, you know, like the... <sighs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to talk about that scene either. <laughs> but I'm, but uh, my, my yeah. point is like, do you think we would have come into this saying, oh, the movie actually is saying that this is unhealthy if we watched this when we were 17? So I did watch this when I was pretty young. Like, because okay. I, I watched this in middle school and in high school. This was on FX. Like, a lot, I would watch it all the time. I watched a lot of FX. I think I've said that every episode. Um, but like, They got the movies. They got the movies. What can I say? Uh, it's hard to know, like, what I would have internalized as a teenager, right? Because, I mean, we're still kind of developing our frontal lobes. <laughs> and who knows, like, if it was an explicit understanding of, like, the messaging of this movie. But I think there was probably some part of me that kind of watched this and was like, okay, this is probably a way to think about things. This is how you have a healthier relationship or ha healthier relationship with sex, I guess. But I don't know if you asked me point blank at age 17, like, what this movie was about, I'd probably be like, oh, it's about fucking, oh, he jizzed in a cup and oh, it's fucking, <laughs> you know. I think the thing that's, like, that you have to unpack there is that we're so far removed from being in a group of people that are like sexually pressured by so many outside forces. Like you gotta have sex, you gotta not be a virgin, you gotta da, 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 da. that like it could have a completely different meaning based on whether you were or were not a virgin. <laughs> like yeah, totally. Because for a lot of people, they're like, oh, oh, I'm gonna have sex. They do it, and then it's like, oh man, shit, that wasn't a big deal. Fuck. Yeah. And like this, <laughs> this whole movie is based on that premise. I think is really yeah about it i think so and i think it reflects well especially even though this was 1999 and we were in high school in like the 2010s late 2000s like i do think for as problematic as a lot of those conversations they were having about sex and gender and, and relationships like that wasn't honestly too different from the conversations that like guys would realistically have in high school at least when we were in high school um because we were fucking meatheads <laughs> back yeah, then like i think it's the, worst yeah look at super bad so Superbad yeah. is made 10 years after this movie. It's our same basic movie. Yeah. Same yeah, basic exactly. premise. <laughs> and man, I talked like that. Like we yeah. we said that Superbad holds the record for the most F-bombs in a movie. Really? And I think so. At least at the time it did. And we talked like that. It's the same premise. Um, mm -hmm. We were all going away to college. And I think more than like these movies appealing to teenagers, it's just like there's something about public high school teenage males that just this is how they are and if overall they're not hurting anybody it's like a really interesting thing to show on tv it's like in some respects you're laughing at them because they're what they're doing right. is so stupid and like julie has a hard time with these movies because her high school experience was so much different, right? And now I watch these movies and I'm like, wow, I was a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not thinking like, oh, I was so funny when I was in high school. That was so much fun. I, it was my golden days. I wish I could go back. Like, Right. 
Yeah. So I think for the most part, these movies, the ones that are done well, and unfortunately, I would put this one almost in that category. Like, I think for the adults that watch, it comes off as, yeah, teenagers are freaking weird, man. But you know what? That's just kind of a common American experience. Yeah, I agree, Ryan. Like, this is written by an adult kind of looking back at like right. how- it's written by like, an adult. Yeah, look how crazy they were as a teenager. But watching it as a teenager, I'm like, there is a question of like, is there glorification or reinforcement in totally. these behaviors? Because yeah. I remember watching Superbad or this movie and being like, oh, that's so funny. Like, I want to be like that, you know? And there was an aspect of that there watching those movies. You yeah, know, I we do should, you should point out that the writer of this movie was born in 72. They could have written this when they were 23. And I, that's closer to high school age than that's we true. are. So that's <laughs> kind of, I don't know that I would necessarily agree with like the, it was yeah. an adult writing this movie. You well, know? and Jace, to further back up your own point, um, Superbad was written by um, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg when they were like in high school too. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're really young. But I do think the point stands like when you look back at least, at the teen years, you are looking at with like some level of cringe and knowing oh, and, re- yeah. and recognition that's not right. And like, if you ever want to look back at yourself like that, look at your old Facebook posts from high school. No, thank um, you. Deleted. Because <laughs> I've gone through and purged. Because like I was like Jesus Christ, I was di- I was broadcasting these fucking views and words to the whole world back then. I can't even imagine what I was like one on one with. Well, with people. I I had this thing, you know, this meme on Instagram. It's like you, there's no one you in the world you had less in common with than 16 year old <laughs> Facebook <laughs> oh posts from yourself. God. And right now it's like the 10th anniversary of a lot of Facebook posts I was making or 12 year anniversaries and it would pop up on my feed. And I was like, how did anyone just fucking stand to be around me? My parents <laughs> just slapped point? me. <laughs> our parents weren't on the Facebook yet. Or yeah, if they were, the we were hiding our shit yeah. from them. Two things, I, I made some notes of that and I like, yeah. uh, I guess two kind of parallels that I want to draw for like the cringiness yeah. of that is like, somebody who's really nervous uh, walking up uh, at the first party gym, walking up to Nadia and like walking up and going, ha, 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 good one. Even though he wasn't in the conversation. And I was like, ha, holy <laughs> shit. Chase like, done that move. I was like, I was like oh, that hurt. And then, and then two, we were talking about like Kevin walking down the stairs and be like, I just want to get laid. And his girlfriend hearing it, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like the slipping out of like, oh, I probably know this is wrong to say. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now. And then you're like, oh, fuck. I said it in the exact wrong time for it to be. So, yeah. so it's kind of like it's, it's I think, be again, beyond the like one scene, a lot of this felt like content that is still not OK. And we're still like evolving or, or like mm-hmm. aging out of. I would say we're aging yeah. primarily our group. We're aging out of that. We still would have used in high school. That like there's so much boy talk, maybe. The humor in this Definitely. movie is is like the boy Locker talk. Locker room talk. Yeah. Which is like we've talked <laughs> yeah, about. It's yeah. pretty it's pretty toxic, you know. I agree, Jace. And like this again, this wasn't as toxic as I think I was remembering. Um but it's it's still not great if you see if people see this movie. Uh I do want to mention like briefly the pie scene in this movie again. I don't know if you guys remember, like, have you guys seen the theatrical cut of this movie? Um, so this is my question. Okay. Maybe okay. I've seen the theatrical cut of this scene. Yeah. I thought he was standing up. He was standing up. He was doing the pie docky style. I had a Mandela effect moment. <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah. He I was, laughed he was. so freaking hard when they <laughs> cut to him. 
and yeah, he's yeah. on the uh, <laughs> he's laying on the island yeah like humping into the pie that's sitting on the counter missionary style yeah because i <laughs> thought he would be i thought i was gonna cut to him and he was gonna be standing up in the corner <laughs> so yeah theatrical cut they decided because all the thrusts they said they, they were gonna get the nc-17 so they were like okay jim fuck the pie standing up just facing the camera and it's less vulgar somehow <laughs> um and that that was like ryan you remember correctly um and apparently the actor jason biggs before that that scene he was like all ready to do it um he had like a crisis of confidence like he was like holy fuck and he called his manager and he's like am i about to ruin my career before it oh, even no. starts <laughs> holy shit should i even do this yeah. his manager told <laughs> his manager told him quote jason you go and fuck that pie with all you got man <laughs> That could be, if, if this movie wasn't successful, that would have been the worst advice oh, no. ever given to an actor. Uh, That's so bad. And the rest is history. And apparently uh, one of the producers tried to see if they can get Jim to have sex with an actual McDonald's apple pie. And uh, after an awkward call with McDonald's representatives, um, they declined and they had to use a Costco apple pie. So um, mm-hmm. that is a Costco pie in the movie. They still oh. sell those. Uh, pretty good pies, actually, too. I've never had one. There is a there's a lot of side characters in this movie. There's the Shermanator, a sophisticated sex robot sent back in time, which I remember from initially watching this. I think my parents rented this from Blockbuster in like 2000, and I remember like like peeking through my bedroom door watching them watch it, and I specifically remember Sherman pissing his pants and my mom going, "Oh god." <laughs> during that scene, which I think was really funny. And then of course, uh Finch, who I actually really like in this movie i think he's a funny character like he's like that high schooler who wears blazers and just drinking like fucking mochaccinos and playing mini golf <laughs> like i think we all do like weird yeah. high schoolers who did that definitely um casey affleck cameo in this movie yeah that was pretty funny so i want to talk about casey's role he's the older brother right yeah and what kind of reminded me of the, the idea of this trying to be like a universal high school experience is that one guy calls his older brother and says, hey, can you give me some advice with these women? Kind of about crude stuff. But like, yeah. And Casey is like, all right, so go to the library and you'll find, (laughs) go to this one section and you'll find the sex diary how-to manual uh, hidden underneath the floorboards. And it's like, uh, it's like a guidebook from previous generations of high school students and i thought that that cop that concept was totally out of left field for me and i didn't see that coming at all i thought that was hilarious casey affleck i also think like his scene was funny because like he's supposed to be like this suave dude but he looks like a 12 year old sitting at a bar yeah. and he's stuck he's like yeah man so this is what you gotta do oh, for, oh that'd be one sushi roll please like the way he's talking <laughs> he looks so young to me in that scene uh, but i thought that was a cool cameo remember that scene i think i might have looked down and looked up and he was finding the book and i just noted that it was under the fluid dynamic section yeah which was like they're not in a high school library (laughs) yeah he calls his older brother and his older brother's sitting at like a conveyor belt sushi restaurant or something like that and like having this phone conversation with the other guy like in public full volume and like all the people around him are confused about who he's talking to for which part of the conversation and it's kind of a funny little who's on first mix up can we talk about the music in this movie so many 2000s like spring break fucking bangers you got like some 41 blink 182 who's in this so, movie so <laughs> i did i forgot i didn't even yeah. find them until i was on imdb and travis barker was credited 
Were they the right? And then, the I, monkey? and then I googled it. Yeah, they were. The, they were the monkey. Yeah, because they're they were the actual band playing, and then they like come up to the screen. That's so uh, funny. I gotta tell you in the scene that. that shall not be ma- named. Um, I think we should name it. We should. Okay, well, we chill. need to have some sort of disclaimer. Okay. Yeah, we should probably should. You're right. You're right. Uh, Who wants to tackle this beast? I mean, I could. I, I, I can. Jace, right. you want to say? It? The, well, yeah. I think the. Let's say now this is the thing that's gonna bring the numbers down for me. The biggest yeah. ick, and I think one of the things that could be, you know, I don't really understand what what was essentially going on on the internet in 1999, and we've got 20 plus years worth of internet and how the internet is used type of situations to really, really give us an opinion on the scene. But uh, the biggest ick of this movie and the the major, major bad wrong is that they use a webcam to uh, unknowingly film uh, one of the female characters who ends up, was supposed to just be changing. And then it evolves into the unrated scene of her finding his Jim's nudie mags. And then yeah. um, the running joke being that Jim was going to send the AOL uplink to three of his friends and instead sends it out to everybody at the school. And this is one of the the, the real, I think, only major times in this movie where it's like it was entirely non-consensual and then they tried yeah. to play it off with, um, I mean, she didn't know. No, like, like she did the, not like the, their way of to be, playing yeah. it off yeah. was trying to say that oh she was into him too. she's into it at the end and yeah and it wasn't okay yeah like not okay at all I just could not believe their justification too like when Stifler's like of course Stifler brings up the idea and the other characters like well you know he's right and I'm like no he's not fucking right <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah it was just shockingly bad but it's like unfortunately like one of the most memorable moments I think in the movie too it like, sticks out to me doing, just because yeah. like it. It made me not want to watch the rest of it. It made me take my phone out and like yeah. do something else and like scroll through. It's really long too. Random. It's like a long. It's way scene. too it's not long. Like a, it's not like a, they didn't play it straight like I thought they were going to, where it was like this character is coming from dance practice. They're gonna change. So I thought the bit was gonna be he runs over to his friend's house. They see her change. It's done. He runs back. This is it. And then it like continues and continues and continues the, the problem with the scene too is that like it's so overwhelming you can't just go like click 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 and skip it yeah and it's so bad and not okay that it would essentially prevent me from recommending this movie or watching it with a group of people yeah yeah so, no we can't watch that no no it's not okay and that's what why i'm confused about the success of this movie and why they got so many sequels, yet it has something like this. And I wonder what the reaction was at that time, because it kind of doesn't mesh with it being such a successful movie. Yeah, it makes you wonder about the perspectives of consent in 1999. If right. this passed every fucking level of the writing process, made into the movie, and then like audiences loved it, it's like, what were, what were the dynamics at that time? And it, it doesn't paint a really optimistic picture to me yeah. about like what people's views are it it almost i i don't want to say like speak for 1999 it's almost like yeah because of the I- internet like the burgeoning technology i think it was an internet Emerging. joke i think it was like a, aha this probably won't happen but we've got an aol chat room and this is crazy Maybe. use of it but and then it's like 
now we're like, yeah, that's really possible. That's in super, fact, when you stay yeah. at Airbnbs, you should take a, something to like check for small Jesus cameras Christ. because people do that. Yeah. yeah, looking back, it's just like, holy fuck when you see scenes like that. Kind of as the movie progresses, I think we kind of talked about it, like prom night's approaching. They have the big uh, like party at Stifler's house. And then there's the scene with Jennifer Coolidge, like great <laughs> right. character actor Jennifer Coolidge. Who I forgot was in this movie. Yes, like, this and is where then I know she her showed from. up in that. <laughs> she showed up kind of as a reveal. So yeah, the guy with no date was it Finch? Yeah, Finch. he goes into a part of the lake house where the party is, and at this point, we think Stifler's parents or mom is at least like gone, not there, and he yeah. walks into a section of the house that is cordoned off, and it says, "Please do not enter." And it's kind of this like bar. It's got a pool table. It's kind of like a den, right? And the reveal is that Stifler's mom is in there. It's, it's like a cut. And she's like just standing there in the corner. And that, that was so funny. And I immediately knew where it was going. Because I was one, because everybody kind of has like a match. Everybody in the crew yeah. has a match. So I was wondering what this guy's match would end up being. And I totally spaced on it. And I liked that it was a joke at the first, in like one of the first scenes. <laughs> was about how they they thought his mom was hot and then it kind of bookends the movie perfectly this two two things here i think this movie like sprung the word milf into popularity that that was going to be a question of mine so i researched it Mm -hmm. uh jace because i i thought so too this was the first movie where i I heard that line and of course it's like mainstream it's a whole porn category now Mm -hmm. um contrary to popular belief it says this in the trivia this film didn't actually originate the term a 1995 usenet post initially used the acronym predating the movie by four years however however it's credited for popularizing okay yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. because i I thought maybe john cho was like ad-libbing and they were like that is so good i was like yeah is john cho the father of the milf (laughs) No, it was it was a different guy, and the guy is actually credited as MILF guy in the movie. Who Wait, says the you're line. saying the guy? No, you're not saying. Uh, Justin Isfield Isfeld is the MILF guy. He the one he says MILF, and John Cho is like, yeah, MILF. Oh, okay. I think you missed. I thought you misunderstood my point, but like, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So I think the lead up to that scene, and I think another throwout line, but also a payoff there, is that um, that Jessica who was played by uh, Natasha Lyonne. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Who wasn't expecting to be, uh, like, I was not expecting her to be in this. And then uh, I think she said quite a few, like, really pop. Russian Doll was super popular. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's a great actress. Yeah. Um, at some point, she's like, oh, Finch paid me $200 to tell people that I'd slept <laughs> with him and a bunch of all these things. And one of the, char- one of the throwaway characters is like, I heard he had an affair with an older <laughs> woman. And then you get to the end and it's just full circle. And him and... and yeah, th- I think the affair was supposed to be still for his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought, Jace, Natasha Leone. I thought she was like around our age for some reason. So seeing her in this movie, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, it was like she was a time traveler. <laughs> like, I think my brain thought she was a time traveler before. I. She always <laughs> sticks out. Yeah. She's like this weird character who can play whatever she wants, but like she's every time you see her and stuff, you're like, that's Natasha Leone. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It's like, is it? Is, she just has like a very distinct way of acting. Yeah. She's one of those characters who's like, oh, that's like. Um, towards the end of this movie, there's a scene that I really liked. They're all in that hot dog shop after Stifler's party, and they're all kind of talking about how this is like the moment that matters more 
than I think the rest of the movie where they're like, we're just hanging out. We should just be able to enjoy getting hot dogs together because everything's going to change after this. We're all going to go to like the real world. Um, and that kind of like hits, you know, it kind of makes you think about like the times where you just have all this time to hang out with your friends with no strings attached. Like you're just hanging out. There's no like, oh, we should get together and and schedule this. And like you're just hanging out. It's no fucking big deal. That's something that's like really lost in adult life. And uh, watching these teen comedies and seeing this, I was like, fuck, man, you know? Yeah, un unadulterated, no scheduling, no, like, it was str going straight into high school to college, if you get that experience in college, is fucking insane. You're like, I yeah. can skip all my classes and play Xbox with my friends if I want to all day, and it's like, huh, well, that goes away it's pretty much as soon as you get a 40-hour job. <laughs> Capitalism is an isolating force, Resistance is community. What? <laughs> Don't fucking question him. Don't fucking question me. Quit your jobs. Hang out with your friends. Oh. Bring do you down get the, the war machine. <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's get to the meters. The meters let's, get, let's get the meters. Um, the shenomenon. Ryan, do you want to explain? Yeah, so we're going to give you... Yeah, I could say every episode, but for your new listeners who are weirdos and decide to watch only this uh, episode... You freaks! We have two different meters. The first one is going to rate... Sean William Scott, essentially. How typical is his performance? Is he going into his typecast? Is he branching out? Is this like, were we disappointed with the way that he went with his character because you were expecting a certain amount of Sean in it? And now our meters are probably a lot different than they were in the first episode because in the first episode, we were kind of guessing or remembering from the past what we expected Sean was going to be like. And then we're going to give our movie meter, which is our normal movie meter, how we liked it. Is it a stinker or a floater? <laughs> if it floats, it doesn't stink. What if it's floating vertically? It's like just a little bit out of the water. Huh. Uh, Ryan, is that you first on the Sean? I guess it's going to be me because yeah. it's my pick. The interesting thing about Sean is that we've been doing this all season is that he's not a leading man, which is kind of the ironic reason why I pitched him this season. And he's usually someone who's maybe in the top five build, always in the top five build, but he's on the cover, not the main character, but he's like a driving force behind the scenes. And this being his most famous role and him being kind of typecast after this role is kind of telling because I'm going to give him a 10. This is a full, Whoa. we got a full Sean experience. I don't know of another actor who kind of is like this. Maybe Matthew McConaughey. In Days and Confused, it's kind of similar, right? He's not the main character. He's the person kind of throwing the parties and stuff. And then people see him like, whoa, this guy's really got it. And I think that's kind of the, his character here did everything but caw caw. And <laughs> I can't hold that against him too much. I'm going to have to go with a 10 because he was kind of low-key the funniest part of this movie. Damn, they hadn't been invented yet. You know. Caw caw. The caw caw. Yeah, which exactly. There you go. That, that's yeah. the explanation is that he hadn't had the chance to. Uh, do <laughs> Legally, you we can't dock him the point, you know. We didn't have the technology at the time. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, one thing for me, they did not say the words American pie. They said pie. I don't think they said American at any point in this movie. So I, I can't give him. Uh, they the did have that other me. throwaway line that that's was not, like a teenage meter, sex not, movie that. Oh, didn't. they said <laughs> that'll cost less than $10 million. Doesn't that go yeah. to your movie meter? It, I mean, it's my machinometer. But I mean, for me, for, for Sean in this movie, I actually didn't really like his character as much as I would have remembered. Not just because of like the problematic aspects. 
because but that does play a huge fucking role <laughs> but also like i don't know if i was really like laughing along with him or at him as much as i would have with his other roles i don't really know if he like stole scenes for me at least i don't i don't think i actually necessarily liked any of his scenes either there were some points where he was just kind of like annoying for me and i don't know if that's because i've seen him in other roles i've seen him doing elements of this better and then coming back to the source maybe it's not as fresh or as interesting for me but yeah like one big thing that i judge sean on is even if he's not the main part is he the best part for me and i don't necessarily think he was the best part or the best character in this movie i think i enjoyed other ones a little more there was parts where i think he was a little funny but mostly i just like fucking did not like this dude he just reminded <laughs> me of just like some asshole you would meet in high school but i can see why it stuck out in people's head this guy has a has a name Stiffmeister or stiffler like you're gonna remember that he's a very big character i think he played it well but for me it wasn't hitting personally i'm gonna give him a seven here on the on the the shenometer for me i think there are better i can't believe i'm saying this i think there's better Sean rolls out there wow. than the Stiffmeister. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think it's weird to say that it was effective that he was an asshole that you didn't like. So you take points away. Because right, you know, that's true. Like, I didn't like him. It's part of my meter. I gotta like him. <laughs> See, that's fair. That that does yeah. make sense. The source of the spring is here, like you said. This is this is the source <laughs> of, of Swiss. It doth be here. <laughs> we have found it. Um I was thinking of 10, and then I think you're kind of right. Like, if I would have to say that I preferred his him in this as much as I did in Mac Day. And I really like how he acted in Mac Day because there was, like, some patches of, of American Pie Swiss. But it wasn't, like you said, he wasn't being an asshole, which I found to be effective. But I think they... Huh. This I think this is the hardest rate of the season for I know. me. This is, this is a tough one because there were times when I wasn't laughing, but there were times when he was being a total jag off that I was just rolling. <laughs> um, I think I'll go with a nine. I think I, I think he developed his comedic ability and his uh, his his presentation and craziness over the next few films. It feels like a cop right. out. Oh, fuck. No, no. I, I, <laughs> hey, listen, I agree. Make me look like a total yeah. idiot when we look at the graph. <laughs> Ryan wants to be Stifler. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about the movie? What the movie meter? Now, this is going to be difficult. What I actually think about the movie, how am I giving the movie a subjective slash objective score? I have no clue, right? On one hand, it was really funny. <laughs> On the other hand, there's parts that would prevent me from recommending it to anybody. But overall, if I'm being honest, I'm going to probably give it a five because there are... If you took out all the parts I fucking hated... I would give it like a seven or an eight. And part of the problem of this movie is that Superbad is one of my favorite movies. And Superbad does pretty much everything right. There's a couple scenes that are not great, but it does. it's a lot better at doing this. And then my favorite comedy movie actually is Wet Hot American Summer, which is a spoof of teen movies. And so, and I also think not another teen movie is better than this. So how can I take the fact that there's four movies or so that I can identify that are better than this? And then say, oh, it's like a seven or an eight. So I think five is more than fair. There's a couple lines that made me just roll. Like the the random line was like, hey, you smell like a Yeti. You got to take like a shit. Green. You smell like a Yeti. <laughs> That's my third and, note. And then later <laughs> in the movie, they say it again. It's like, hey, I'm not Yeti. And there's a throwaway line in a uh, Mac Miller song. Where he says, uh, I'm not yet a ad-libbed in the background. Oh my it's God. the intro track to Faces. And 
I made one of my like anonymous usernames on like a couple video games. I'm that Yeti, like from that song. And so like that, I was like, what the, did Mac Miller get it from this? Like, (laughs) so things like that kind of vibe with me. Um, The sex manual is hilarious. And I also want to point out, and Jace had, me and him had this conversation off mic, but my tolerance for a daytime movie is different than my tolerance for a nighttime movie. And that if I watch a movie in the afternoon, it's, I'm more accepting of a shitty movie because I didn't like (laughs) reserve my whole night for it. And I'm probably doing something like I was folding laundry while I was doing this. So uh, if I, if I like seven o'clock at night on a Saturday, I got a drink. Uh, I convinced Julie to sit down and watch this movie with me. And this is what we're doing. We're not going out. We're watching a movie. And it turned out to be this. I probably would rate it like a three or two. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with a five after all that. Um, but there's much other better movies than this. So watch something else. Don't watch this movie, please. And don't watch it with a group of people. If you watch it, you have to watch it by yourself. <laughs> Ryan, your, uh, your daytime movie comment is kind of like blowing my mind. Because I'm like trying to think about this. Because... The three of us watched this right before we recorded during the day. And I'm trying to think about, like, if I did the same thing, I'm like, hey, Amber, let's let's watch this American classic, American Pie. It's Saturday night. This is what we're doing. This is what we're going to be doing with our time. <laughs> I think I'd be mad. <laughs> like, I think I would have been a lot more mad. And imagine review. if you paid the full four bucks to rent it. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, we're splitting it. Yeah, this movie is kind of like role models for me where it's like, yeah, I laughed and enjoyed some of the heart that was, I think, like legitimate in this movie. But there were glaring, concerning problems in it. I think negate a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't think role models was actually had the same problems. (laughs) But in this movie, uh, there were like, we already talked about kind of webcam scene that was just like big ick, like there were other views that were kind of represented in this movie that were problematic. And like, I kind of talked earlier about glorifying or reinforcing some of these shitty like boys will be boys types of attitudes that I think did kind of do some harm. Like I think I did probably internalize some of these shitty attitudes in middle school and high school that kind of led me to being just kind of an asshole like a lot of like, you know, kids our age. Um, So I think like there needs to be movies or at least some kind of media that kind of counteracts this a little better. I don't think it kind of stuck the landing at the end unless you're like an adult who can kind of look back and kind of realize this one of the kind of my metrics i said in like previous episodes is like does this movie leave the world kind of a worse place i maybe a little bit here uh in in some respects because i think this movie signed off on some behaviors that i think people just kind of carried forward and uh you're relying on other things to kind of undo those lessons and some people just never learned them (laughs) so uh i think that movie has those problems with that said Sitting in front of it, watching it, uh, yeah, no, I, I do think it aged a lot better than I expected it to. Oh fuck, man, I'm struggling with a number here because of that. I can see why it got sequels. I can see why people wanted to talk about it because I enjoyed talking about it with you guys. You know, I think I'm also gonna give it a five for that reason. I'm not gonna recommend this movie for people to see. I'm glad Amber wanted to skip this because uh, she was like, oh, is it, does it go well? I want to see a nostalgic comedy. And I don't know <laughs> if this is one. So yeah, I, I think five is is a very merciful score for this movie. That's all I got to say. Yeah, um, I think you're all, I think you're both right on target and we're we're feeling about the same kind of way. My gut feeling was, was actually, it was a six. I think that's what I'm going to end up giving it. And I mean, we, we just took away like, some of the throwaway lines in this movie just in the background are really fucking funny. I think the writers had had like 
I think they were on it for quite a bit of yeah, this. Yeah. I think like if any of it was ad-libbed or improv, they were killing it. I'm of the opinion that I think the actors had really good chemistry together for most of the scenes. And they I were acting like douchebag, idiot high schoolers that <laughs> were virgins and were way too pressured about losing their virginity before high school ends. It's honestly pretty believable for me. Yeah. <laughs> like we lived that. And I think the funniest thing that I'm now seeing is I pulled up a thread from Reddit about American Pie, and the person was just absolutely shitting on it. And the top comment is, if you don't think fucking a pie is funny, I don't know what to tell you. That's <laughs> 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 just like, okay, yeah, that's a fair point. Fair. Uh, I think it prob this movie was probably very effective, worked really well, like we said, because it made a lot of money in 1999. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It doesn't hold up because um, technology and perception has really come a long way. And a lot of things about what I consider the worst scene are like really, really cringy bad. And I think I would agree with you and probably not telling anybody to watch this. Yeah. Totally. I think I think we're on, we're kind of on the same page here. It's like we enjoyed it with caveats. Um, I really wish we fucking brought Kaimi on. I think I recall him saying it was a perfect movie. No notes during our Stark Raving Mad episode. So uh, full endorsement. Listen, watch <laughs> as soon as possible. Listen back to that episode if you want to hear his In fact, opinion. I think I think Kaimi said. You don't even have to watch it. Before you watch it, you can tell everybody it's your favorite movie and you love every part of it. Uh, when we review the other American Pies for our uh, Jason Biggs season, I'm down. Um, I will say like the the sequels, Allison Hannigan plays a lot bigger role. I was surprised by how little she was in this first movie. There's a lot more gags. I don't know, they're fun. Yeah, I kind of want to watch a sequel. Yeah, we, you probably see the sequels. Uh, we can do... We can do um, would that be a good emergency episode? I don't know. Would that be sending the uh, wrong message? That would be. Yeah, I, th I think so. We'll see how this one does. And if, if it blows up, then we could maybe talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but folks, we've reached the end of our Sean Road. We didn't really mention it, but this is the last Sean William Scott movie of the season. 10 movies, Sean. It's been a great journey. And folks at home, next episode, we're going to be doing State of the Podcast where we're going to debrief and talk about the Sean William Scott season, what we thought about it overall, our, the highs and the lows, our favorites. If you missed some of the episodes in our in our season, this might be a good catch-up episode too. We'll kind of briefly mention things. We'll kind of go over metrics. But more importantly, we'll go over the next chapter of our GBGB saga, our next 10-movie marathon. It's been a long time with Sean. It's been about over 10 weeks of seeing just his movies for me. <laughs> I don't think I've actually, I am i couldn't tell you if I've actually watched yeah. a movie other than a Sean William Scott movie I've in the last one, 10. I've watched one, I think. I've watched some TV. Yeah, same. And it feels like a little wrong. Like, it, I say this at the end of every season. When I see, like, I saw the movie Contact the other day, and it's, oh. it's from, like, the 90s. And I was like, I was, my brain was like, all right, wait, where's Sean? Whereas I was like waiting for him to show up in this movie. And when I saw Matthew McConaughey, I was like, oh, damn it. Fucking A. Rock season. Rock season. So as <laughs> you guys are talking, normally I'm on IMDb looking for the next yeah. movie. I'm on IMDb right now, but we don't have a next movie. So I'm just looking at stuff for American Pie. Yeah. I went to the photo gallery and there's 242 photos for American Pie on IMDb. Approximately wow. like 5% of them are of Ben Affleck. <laughs> What? Who it's is not Casey. in this movie? It's because of Casey. Oh, because of Casey. Oh yeah. my God, that was okay. 
There's the probably link. that's that's funny though. There's like um, ten photos of him because it's uh it was the the red carpet event for it or something. Yeah. Uh, since we don't have a movie to pick this week, do you guys want to do a GBGBs and Joys? Like, do you guys have stuff you've been seeing or stuff you've seen that you want to recommend? Oh, man, I don't. Or know, something man. you've been enjoying if it's if it's not any media. Benadryl. Benadryl helping you with allergies. I popped two <laughs> Bennies last night and slept like a rock. Okay. Does it help you sleep? Just I don't had, do that. You was, know, every day. No, yeah, I was I, I was doing some yard work and I, there, there's a shrub that we have and apparently I'm allergic to it. It's right in front oh, of shit. my porch. And so uh, I broke out in hives. Oh, my and, God. Um, had a super bad, like, head fog. And, uh, yeah. Benadryl. It's a good drug. Always <laughs> have it. You, always, you need it. This, this is GBGB's yeah. Enjoys. Recommend. Have Benadryl that's not expired in your house yeah. for safety reasons. Could save your life. It's a good recommend. Um, one of mine uh, is Fleabag. I huh. just watched that. I've had a lot of people recommend me Fleabag. I've been delaying it for years. And finally, Amber and I sat down and watched it. It's on Amazon Prime. There's only two seasons. It's really, really short. It stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And holy shit, I fucking ate it up. I devoured it. It's a great show. It was described to me as a show that will ruin other shows for you. And it's true. I wish Fleabag would make a season three. I wish it would make it make a season 100. Uh, it was a great show. Fucking love Fleabag. Why? What is it? I don't know. It looks, I've, I've seen an episode or two. It's really good. Uh, quirky BBC humor that's also like very real and dramatic, but also really fucking funny. Um, and the other one is uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. I just started on HBO. Jace, have you seen that one? I feel like no. that might be maybe up your alley. Um, it kind of reminds me of like a little bit Hilda, a little bit Adventure Time. It's made by the guy who made Samurai Jack and Primal. It's just very vibey. It's very kind of like Tumblr core steampunk, <laughs> that kind of shit. Uh, it's a fantasy animated show. Uh, I fucking love it. I think it's made for me. I don't know. I'm on what episode two. Unicorn Warriors Eternal. I don't know if it's based on a comic book. It's on HBO. Just watch episode one and see if you'll vibe vibe with it. I think it's very specific. Uh, if you don't, no big deal. But I like it. That's how I feel with that um, that Netflix show that's like Midnight. And the Bear. The Bear. Midnight Gospel. The Bear. Midnight Gospel. Jace, you, I think you pitched the bear like months ago or maybe last year. At least it got to your, your queue pretty quickly. It did. It did. It's been on my list. Uh, I did also watch, me and Amber watched all of the bear in like three days and uh, also super enjoyed that one. The bear is fucking amazing. Season two is coming out. Cross promotion. Jace, you have something you want to recommend? Um, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, oh you've shit. been playing. I've probably got like close to 94 hours on that game Ooh, already. Damn. It's been out for two weeks. I heard it's good. It's fucking good. You can do a whole <laughs> lot of crazy shit. Don't tell me nothing. I, exactly. I won't. Except that you can do crazy shit. I've, I'm on month seven of only playing Elden Ring. <laughs> so I don't think I have like the mental bandwidth yeah, to get another Yeah, we're trying to beat game. Harry Potter, yeah. but it's been tough. Just because... I gave up stuff. on Harry Potter. Fair. Not, Not going back. Same, yeah. same with us, but Julie needs to beat it just uh, for completion's sake. Alrighty, folks, join us next week. Thank you for listening uh, throughout the Sean William Scott season. Subscribe, like our shit, hit us up on IG, DM us about your favorite Sean William Scott movies. Let us know if you end up watching one of these. I love it when people DM us 
and let us know that like hey i watched fucking bloody new year and it was fucking terrible <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of give us a review that always makes me uh, happy to receive um so please do that if you ever watch dark raving mad we definitely want to hear what you think uh but please join us um and also let us know what you want to see on the show too if you want if you have an idea for a season pitch um, maybe we'll incorporate incorporate it into a future state of the podcast and give you a shout out. But with that, do you guys want to close with a Seanism? Our last Seanism? We're oh, we're not gonna only do Seanisms next week. <laughs> we can do Seanisms every, every season. We can do a Seanism state of the podcast. Yeah, every sentence is just every, us. Okay. Like we'll have to write them down so that we can reread the paragraphs. Yeah, we'll have to go through the episodes. Uh, Ryan, do you want to start us off? Uh, yeah. Um, Galadriel. Galadriel. Okay. Galadriel is the is the elf elf person? queen from Lord of the okay, Rings. Yeah. Okay. 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 Always wears really large boots while hunting emus. Oh, are we done? Oh, that's it. Okay, that a, that yep, that's true. Closure. That's true. And keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> we haven't given advice a single time. No. We always just make a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Sean would mention that in a critical moment in one of his movies. That's Wait, guys, she always wears big boots when she's hunting emus. And I don't know, throw a grenade at him or something. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs>